The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Monday edition of Brutal Nation, you sexy bitches. I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, sporting a mighty nice rack today. <laughs> That's Laura, every day. <laughs> the nice rack. Hello. Jameson. <laughs> I crack myself up. See, you never know what the fuck's going to come out of my pie hole. <laughs> Very true. All right, so we got a medical Monday. You got this Marie Generate. <laughs> Generate. This is... Oh, is that what her name is? Yes. Oh. It's, we, Dawn and I went over this. Like, she was like, you have to look at this first. Because she, she now phonetically spells for me, too, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good call, man, because she is the queen of giving us fucked up names. <laughs> and I, I was actually talking to her on the phone about that, uh, I think like a week or so ago. And I said, it's fucked up because sometimes I'll get your, your, your research in. And all the names will be normal, like the people names like John Smith and Bob Jones. And then they're from the town of Hikataga. Yeah. That's not even a fucking word. There's like no syllables in there. There's no vowels in there. Yeah. I don't that That's not a real place. Quit making shit up, Dawn. Quit making shit up. Just I'm just saying that's that's not a real fucking place. This was a work of fiction instead. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) God damn, man. If you're going to make up shit, let's make it relatively, you know, uh, Pronounceable. Well, you know, if you're going to make it up, why not just go crazy? No, and she does, because I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that she's a psychopath. With the sweetest face you ever saw. That's what gets me. Like, seriously, you, y'all realize that she could stab me in my sleep and mutilate my body, and she wouldn't spend a second in jail? Nope. They would literally look at her, because she looks like she's like a light, sweet little librarian. Yes. And she would go like... <laughs> and she'd smile that smile. Uh-huh. She got a great smile. She's really sweet. Did you murder him? No, this blood on my hands is because I tried to save him. I was trying to save his life. That's why the blood's all over me and why the knife is in my hand. I just, I was trying to be like, okay, we we're pretty sure he killed himself. This that is definitely must be a suicide. Suicide, yeah. That's my luck right there. That's why I try not to piss her off. Good. That's why I'm, Good. I'm, I'm full of yes, dears, and honey, and okay, whatever you want. <laughs> because the, if you motherfuckers killed me, you guys would be suspects. If I she don't killed think us, I would get away with it. If like, she, killed she would us get all, away with it. <laughs> she could kill us all and be sitting there with a note that says, I killed them. And all she would have to do is bat those eyes, smile. Yeah. I didn't kill anybody. But okay, ma'am, we understand. You were under duress. And, you know, why, why don't you just go get cleaned up? Temporary we're insanity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, she would walk right away. Yeah. Like, she wouldn't even, we're going to have to take you to jail and book you, but don't worry about it. There's no handcuffs or anything. We'll give you a ride back home. As You'll be in and out, no problem. As opposed to me, they would tase me and kick me in the nuts, <laughs> pull me out of my truck, beat me in the head, and go, Sir, next time, come to a complete stop at that stop sign. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk okay. about... Let's talk about this money. <laughs> oh, I got stories. I got stories about Vancouver PD. <laughs> God. All right. So, personal background. During 1836... Marie Genre was born in Loichetal, Switzerland, to a highly respected and noteworthy honorable family by social standards. 
Both of her parents died while she was an infant, and she was raised by her religious uncle until she turned 18. That's the problem right there. Right there. That right there. Right yep. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. What do we see consistently? We see a lot of religion. We don't know what happened because they went to church every day or they were Catholic, especially the Catholics. They were such good Christians. Yeah. yeah that's, that's it. It's never, it, it, I can't say never. It's rarely they didn't ever go to church. They burnt two churches down and they, you know, were like assholes. It's usually the church people. Yeah. That's, that's the ones that do it. Occasionally, though, we do get the ones like on Friday's episode where the dad's like a fucking total drunk. But, uh, but yeah. Well, that goes hand in hand with religion a lot too. I notice. Uh, that's true. You gotta have. have, have <laughs> I tell you, man, you, you have to have a little bit of booze to take yeah, off that edge of the, the praise Jesuses and shit. It's the the hearty helping of guilt that you need the alcohol <laughs> for. I take yeah. the I take a lot of alcohol in just to numb the pain of, of my ex wife. <laughs> And it's not because I'm heartbroken. <laughs> it's not. It's because, honestly, I want to push her off a cliff. Yeah, well, <laughs> Hypothetically yeah. speaking, if I was to ever really think something like that, because I would never, you would never push her off of a cliff. No. Ever. Or into a volcano. Or have her attacked <laughs> by Rottweilers and ripped apart. We need to make it some kind of sacrifice if it's going to be a volcano. No. Yes. We need. There definitely. needs to be some kind of ritual first. Definitely, and the ritual and, and the outcome of the sacrifice will be me smiling and laughing, going, ah, she's burned alive. <laughs> good times, good times. <laughs> At least one in five of my worries is over. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marie inherited 30,000 francs from her parents, and... In 1836, that would have been the equivalent to 942,900 U.S. dollars today. So Jesus she was Christ, rich. Man. She's like the Jefferson. She's moving on up to the east side. Oh, yeah. But Marie's family was riddled with mental instability. Her great-grandmother was a hypochondriac who was described as unpleasant to be around and downright malicious. Dude, I think she's related to me because my mom's side of the family is from Switzerland. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of similarities here. Yeah. So that, that, that's same, same. That's, that's what that is. That's same, same. Yeah. Illness, anxiety, disorder is previously known as hypochondria. People with this disorder have a persistent fear that they have serious or life-threatening illnesses in spite of having few or no symptoms. Medications and cognitive behavioral therapy can help, which, of course, was not available in 1836. It should have been the bastards. Right. A great aunt was also a hypochondriac and ended up committing suicide because of it. Um, the aunt's daughter was also a hypochondriac, which the family kept permanently on an unofficial suicide watch. Three, three hypochondriacs. Her maternal grandfather, also a hypochondriac, was suspected of killing himself. That would be four, four hypochondriacs. Marie's mother was described as a nerve-wrecked individual. Given what we know about the family, it's safe to assume she had some form of hypochondria as well. You would think. Right. (laughs) The list of family members continues and it did not skip Marie. As a child, Marie was stricken by a fever which left additional lasting mental issues in the form of some level of retardation. Oh my god, we are related. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to look through my history because I'm pretty sure Marie's part of my family tree. Possibly. I I think of my brother Phil. (laughs) (laughs) 
saying, there's some retardation going on there. God. Marie was a plain-looking woman who others found peculiar and possessed questionable judgment. <coughs> That's my she, perfect woman. Yeah. Right there. It's perfect. She was also stubborn, inconsistent, restless, overly excitable, and had a passion for creating drama in order to be the center of attention. Oh, my God. Marie, where have you been, baby? You should be married. You should have married me. Like, <laughs> for real. You were born way too early. Yes. You should have married me. Because that... That wraps up my ex- most of my ex-wives. Most. Not the first one. first one's fucking awesome. Uh, she would do this through any means necessary. and it, She could have also had uh, ADHD among her other issues, it That's says. That's kind of a given. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marie did, did attend church and was studious in her religious duties. Her health was not particularly good, but given her panache for Pancha. exaggeration... Yeah, that's a different... That's not what this says. Yeah, it says panache, but it should be pension. You're right. I had to do some correcting today on mine, too. I'll do that in a minute. Uh, it's going. it's hard to, to paint an accurate picture. So hard. <laughs> With the paints in the church. Uh, oh, the picture. <laughs> we do. Sorry, watching the wrong channel. <laughs> We do know that her physical problems, real or imaginary, uh, started occurring after puberty, which is usually the case, especially with, like, schizophrenia. Oh, yeah, you get all those, you know, get brand new hormones. You know, it's bad enough going through puberty when you don't, when you're not mentally fucked up. Yeah. Because you got all these new feelings, you got these new emotions, you got these hormones going through your body. You know, one minute you want to masturbate, and then if you do, you feel fucking guilty about it. You know, and then you start like looking over at girls' tits and sitting there going, "Those are nice." Oh, I shouldn't be looking at her boobs. So uh, there's just a bunch of stuff going on, and then you start sprouting hairs everywhere, and you're like, "The fuck?" Yeah. The fuck is going on? Why do I have hairs on my nuts? But I can't <laughs> grow a goddamn mustache to save <laughs> to my save life. your life. <laughs> this is this is it. Where maybe if I pluck them out and use some super glue, maybe that, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff going on, and then you. You hate your parents for no damn good reason. Most of the time, some some people have good reasons. Some, but, yeah. Um, you know, and and it's it, it's totally just your whole life changes within the course of like just a few months as soon as those hormones start start getting uh, released into your body. And you're like, what the fuck? You're like, nothing I'm... is the same as it used to be. Right. It's like on the one hand, I like myself, I think, but I hate myself, but I hate you more, but I hate me more, but I hate the dog, but the dog didn't do anything. Fucking <laughs> butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. In 1859, Marie, <laughs> as fitting with the times and respectable society rules, was still a virgin, as she would be for all of her life. She was never touched for the very first time. Never. That makes me sad. No wonder she was crazy. No, kid, <laughs> lack of sex and making Madonna sad like that and disappointing oh, her, that's fucked up. That's bad. She was attended by a physician who, while conducting an exam, ruptured her hymen. Ooh. Seven years later, Marie would write to the physician asking for a letter providing a statement on how she had been, quote, deflowered because her reputation was on the line. Who was going around talking about it? Um, the doctor shouldn't have been. No kidding. But it would have been me. I'd be like, I deflowered that bitch. Well, because she's crazy. She took that. That cat took a stabbing. <laughs> Remember, in this age, to be considered a prospect for marriage in respectable society, <laughs> the woman was required to be a virgin, and they should be to this day. That's 
<laughs> I'm going to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> this is the day Scott dies. <laughs> so they don't know what they're missing. <laughs> Truly, that's why. This is true. If you don't know what is good and what is bad, then you're like, oh, this is just how it is. Um, To prove this, women would be subjected to an exam by a physician to see if her hymen was still intact. The only appropriate exception was if she was a widow. Because that's not weird or anything. That's That's perfectly normal. Yeah. In her life, Marie only came close to marriage once. She had fallen in love with a young man, but when he proposed, she turned him down. This was based on the advice of a friend who strongly believed the man hadn't asked her because he loved her, but to gain access to her money, which unfortunately was probably true. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably a lot of uh, accuracy in that statement. It was likely after the proposal, but before giving her answer, Marie had written the doctor requesting the letter of documentation. I don't, yeah. I think he would have believed it. He'd be like, yeah, okay. I just um, sign that shit over to me now, okay? Send me a letter about my vagina. Yeah. I wish I could ever say that. That'd be kind of cool. Because, <laughs> like, seriously, it, it, okay, if you're a dude and a chick sends you a letter, says, tell me a story about my vagina. We're like, fuck, yes, I will. If I, But me as a dude, if I send that to a chick, that's called fucking assault and uh, threatening rape, and I'm going to go to prison. I'm sorry. Makes me sad. (laughs) Can't tell anybody, you know, I can't ask anybody, tell me a story about my penis. Anyone should be able to ask these things without ridicule. (laughs) Once upon a time, Scott had put it on an electric fence. (laughs) That's, that's what's wrong. Okay. Let's just say, man, you know that song, uh, Thunderstruck? (laughs) Yeah. I shot some lightning bolts at my butthole. You did some dirty deeds. Oh, that was not dirt cheap. <laughs> the price was really high. Real high. <laughs> oh, yeah. Surprised you need to be waxed anymore, then. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, me too. <laughs> so, everyone needs a hobby, it says. Aside from electric fences, uh, Marie read as many medical books and consulted as many doctors as she could. That was their uh, Google in that time. Through this and all her visits to the doctors for her various conditions, she did become somewhat knowledgeable about the medical field. She was very proud of her wealth of knowledge and expressed multiple times her desire to become a nurse. That's the kind of person, well, maybe that is what happens. She sounds hot. <laughs> she can dress up like a nurse. She's crazy as Naughty fuck. nurse, yes. I, I'm digging this. I'm, I'm liking her a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. I'm like <laughs> one step away from getting into the afterlife and going, hey, little girl. Hey there. You want to play doctor and nurse? <laughs> In 1865, Murray entered a school of nursing taught by Dr. Raymond in Lausanne. Dr. Raymond found her to be restless, excitable, and extremely talkative. Not necessarily bad traits in themselves. Maybe she's just super excited to finally be following her dreams. Yeah, it could be. It could be. That she's feeling a little anxious. Also keep in mind, man, she ain't gotten no dick. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Feeling a little anxious there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they, maybe if she got a little, you know, leaven. Right. She'd calm down a little bit. 
While in school, Marie was sent out occasionally to care for the ill in their homes. This was a standard practice. I think we would call that clinicals today. Mm-hmm. Uh, one patient was Mrs. Shablas, who needed someone to present during the night while her daughter's family slept. To be present is what that should say. To present. <laughs> Thank you. After Marie took over her care, Shablas grew notably worse. She was delirious. Her eyes were dilated and constantly, and she was constantly vomiting. Oh, she got some bad shrooms, dude. Right. Honey, that's happened to me before, Miss Shablas. That's that's happened. It's, It's... you, you have to ease into shrooms. You can't take like a whole handful at once, okay? You, you sip know, that tea. You sip I it was slow. really sad. Like the last two times? Two or three times that we did shrooms, nothing happened. I was very sad. It's a sad fucking story. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Because I've never had a bad trip on shrooms. I don't do LSD. I haven't either. Because... Well, now I was like, I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready for some LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Time to step it up. That's right. Um. <coughs> Later, Shablas was able to tell her daughter that Marie made her drink something several times. When confronted, Marie responded, What the devil should I have given her to drink? One night, Marie arrived while the family was eating dinner. She offered them bonbons, and then soon the whole family was vomiting. Yeah, it's a coincidence. Yeah. She sounds too hot to be It must be, you know, safe food handling practices. That's right. (laughs) That's what it was. Whoever's making their meal wasn't wearing, you know, like the right gloves or anything. They weren't wearing a hairnet. Not like they had refrigerators then, so, you know. It's not Marie's fault. Baby, I got you back. I got you back, (laughs) Miss Marie. You hot, you hot, just bundle of psycho. Craziness, yes. God, that's sexy. In the presence of doctors, Marie appeared as solicitous, intelligent, and skillful. When they weren't around, she referred to them as fools and called patients pieces of carrion. Nice. I like that. I w- Attitude. I actually want to use that on somebody. You're you just a not- piece of carrion. No, you, are, you are nothing but the piece of carrion. Because <laughs> it makes me sound dapper. Right. And yes. upper crest. Yes. But yet still an asshole. Very posh. Yeah, I fucking like that. When she was asked about the copious amounts of medicine she carted around with her, Marie claimed they were all for her. That that was me for a long time. I'm like, what do you? What what's wrong with you? I got a pill to fix that. I can fix it. <laughs> but now That's my life is too. is happier, so I don't need all those things. So, <laughs> uh, rest assured, during all this time, Marie wasn't neglecting her hypochondria. That also does not mean that I was a hypochondriac, by the way. No, let I me know. just say that. <laughs> Marie sought out the care. Of Dr. Goudet in Geneva for neuralgia and uterine complaints. My uterus hurts too. (laughs) You have no idea. (laughs) She demanded the most painful treatments possible, so she's a masochist. See, she just gets hotter and hotter. Yeah. All kinds of stuff for her. (laughs) One of these treatments involved uh, being burned with an iron along the spine. Based on the scars, it was clear this was not her first treatment. Okay. She's looking over her shoulder while he's doing it, going, now spank me like I'm a dirty whore. Right. Degrade me at the same time, oh, please. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. I'm liking her. She is fucking hot. Hey, look, uh, for our listeners, if any of you are like this Marie chick, 
Send me an email. <laughs> He's always looking for number six. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Especially if she comes at me, she's all crazy and fucking goes, now I want you to spank me and do just horrible things. So I'm a fucking kinky as shit. All right, let me go get my fucking gimp mask, a ball gag, and a whip. <laughs> Let's party. Only if you're going to put it on her. Because if she's the masochist, you're going to have to be the sadist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I did. As long as we're on the same page. <laughs> we are on the same page. Now, excuse me while I pull up my pants. <laughs> So the doctor noted that Marie appeared to take great pleasure in receiving it. She's totally a masochist. I'm loving it. Uh, later, it would reveal, it would be revealed that Marie had forged letters of introduction from her aunt, allowing her to receive this treatment by multiple doctors. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was her favorite role-playing game. Let's play doctor. Mm, God damn that's hot. <laughs> After two months, Marie complained about going blind and dropped out of school. Dr. Raymond sent her to consult Dr. DeLay of Viave. <laughs> I'm glad she did that shit phonetically. Yes. <laughs> that was a train wreck waiting <laughs> to happen until I saw the phonetics. Marie claimed she was going blind after an examination and an experiment. Dr. DeLay did not prescribe her the medicine she was seeking. However, it is believed that she stole a bottle of atropine while his back was turned. Yeah, because she's faking out like a motherfucker. Right. Atropine is an extract from the belladonna plant. Uh, the plant is part of the nightshade family. If not handled properly and in highly controlled doses, belladonna is highly poisonous. Yes, it will kill you. Mm-hmm. And quick. The more severe symptoms include a fever, fast heartbeat, the inability to urinate or sweat hallucinations, spasms, mental problems, convulsions, coma, the list goes on. And she already has all that shit. Right. Like, I mean, that's that's her She's right already there. got these problems. Yeah. yeah. God damn. <laughs> However, if properly used in its refined form, uh, it can be used to treat the symptoms of low heart rate, reduce salivation and bronchial secretions before surgery or as an antidote for overdose of cholinergic drugs. I did not know that part. Me hmm. neither. Or, or mushroom poisoning. <laughs> okay, so now I know what we have to have here in studio. <laughs> <laughs> it can just also saying. be a beneficial treatment for a variety of other conditions. I'm just more worried about the mushroom poisoning. <laughs> That's <kind of laughs> where I'm at right now. <laughs> see, people are going to sit, sit there and think right now that, that I'm like, you know, high on mushrooms or some other. I'm, I'm actually. We are not laughing, and I don't. I would not be able to make it through reading, like a third of this, because the, I laugh <laughs> to the point of tears on mushrooms. And I'm just sitting here sipping on a rock star, and you know, and like sucking on a vape. That's it. That's all <laughs> that's I'm doing. That's it. That's all that's happening. Yeah. And following around, enjoying, looking for the mistakes that Don made. I've had almost 600 milligrams of caffeine already today, so. Oh, damn. I'm awake. Awesome. <laughs> and still clothed. So continue. Yes, yes. Marie then sought out Dr. Marat, who examined her for uterine problems. He described her as hysterical. <laughs> so, she, yeah, we all know what that meant then. Yeah, because that's when they started using vibrators. Yep. <laughs> A lot of treatment for his being hysterical. Because you can't beat the magic wand. Seriously. Honestly, if I had to pick one thing, that would be it. I've had so many girlfriends that would be super bitchy, just be twats. And as soon as I laid some pipe, 
Yeah. Dude, they were like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm a bitch. I'm sorry. It, this is my fault. Yeah, bitch, that's what I can, That's what's called my mood stabilizer. Fuck yeah, man. Attitude adjustment. Yep. That's right. I got an <laughs> attitude adjustment in yeah. my pants. Yep. And it works. And it, it does. It really does. Works you know? for me. Just like when I'm mad and a chick flashes me your tits, except for that 70, 80-year-old woman in the Walmart parking lot a few weeks ago. That was just traumatizing. But um, Says the man who says he looks at granny porn. Because I didn't have the option. That was the thing. Like, <laughs> no consent. You did not was. consent to that. Because I was actually just going to say no when she was over there blabbing and shit, and I just wanted to eat my burrito. I'm going to see my tits. I'm a no. no. And that's all I got was no. And boom. <laughs> There they are. Okay, I'm going to go. And she fucking walked off. Jesus Christ, this is Walmart parking lot. I know where shit happens. I just want to eat a fucking burrito and go home. I don't want to see Granny Tits. However, they were surprisingly perky for being somebody who is probably like 8,000 years old. (laughs) So that I give her credit for. She took good care of the boobs. Uh, Besides being hysterical, she was also unstable, excitable, and intent on... Integrating herself into other people's lives, especially if they were doctors. Oh, hell yeah, man. How else you can get your drugs? Right. Atropine was discovered to be in her possession. Dr. Dole believes it was the bottle that she had stolen from his office. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, Makes too. Makes sense, yeah. Yeah. That's same, same. That's same, same. From internalization to actualization. In the spring of 1866, Marie met Mrs... Batier. Batier, yes. While they were both visiting Viave. Viave is a picturesque town on the north shore of Lake Geneva with a view of the mountains and nearby vineyards. It is considered one of the pearls of the Swiss Riviera. Mm-hmm. This is also where Charlie Chaplin settled and raised his family after he was denied reentry into the U.S. due to McCarthyism. McCarthyism. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> Right, yeah. Brutal. The woman sympathized with the suffering Marie claimed to have endured, and the two quickly became friends. I had a friend like that who was only my friend while I was suffering. Misery loves company. That is true. That is true. Yeah. They would often go on outings together. One night, Berthe asked for a glass of water. Batier. That's... It's it's hard. It's at the top, and I'm I've and already it's, it's, gone too far. Like there we per- go. Yeah, it doesn't look like Spotier. it should be pronounced. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. It looks like it should be pronounced birthday. Yeah, but it but it's not. I know it's it's one of those fucked up names, man. But I can pronounce weird shit from like Russia, but somehow this is hard. Maybe you're from Mother Russia. <laughs> Are you? I've been asked once by I a think- gas station owner. He's like, "Are you Russian?" I was I, like, um, I think you have a mother no. Russia and you're a communist. Well, you yes, you have said this. <laughs> um, Stop attacking crew Ukraine. Now continue. <laughs> <laughs> Marie claimed the water might not agree with her and offered her a glass of wine and sweetened water on the grounds that it would be safer. You don't want normal water. You you want uh, this wine. You know what? That tracks. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm good with that. Normally during this time period, this statement would have merit. Switzerland now has some of the cleanest water. Uh, but up until the late 1800s, when the country made great strides to improve their water quality and stop the spread of waterborne illnesses, the community drinking water contained many toxins as a result of industrialization. 
It's like trying to drink out of the Willamette. <laughs> yeah, that's nasty. Oh. Bautier. Yes. After, <laughs> like, I have to scroll up again. Yeah, I got you. I got you back, uh, sweetie. I got we're you just going to say, after she drank the mixture, she became very ill. She vomited. Her pupils seemed like they were paralyzed, and her heart grew heavy. Marie feigned a great deal of sympathy and examined her eyes by lifting her lids. Batier was taken to Clarence to rest where she recovered after a short rest. <laughs> I'm presuming she went to a hospital, yeah, in Clarence. Yes, probably. And good got call. some really good skin care, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. When she returned to Viva, she was accompanied by Marie. When they got back, Marie gave her another drink. After handing her the drink, Marie fell on the onto the couch nervously, like, ooh, all right, drink it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> the whole the night and the next day, the, this poor woman was delirious. I don't know why she took another drink from her. You know, I don't even feel sorry for her. The first uh, one fucked her up, and she's like, yeah, let's do that again. First because time, that's shame on... Yeah, second yeah. time, she's <laughs> retarded. Yeah. I think that... In fact, I think that uh, that 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 her family's got some retardation in it too, because we're reading about it right now. Right. Upon hearing of her condition, some friends came to fetch her and escorted her home. It is believed that doing so, in doing so, they unwittingly saved her life. I would say that's very true. I agree. It was three days before Batier could tell the doctor how she had gotten ill. After hearing her story and asking a few questions, Doctor. Lam, Lambabissier? Yes. Okay. I don't know why I'm... It's my day to have problems. <laughs> I've been De- there too, Declared sweetheart. she had likely been poisoned with belladonna. Her pupils were extremely dilated. The features of her face were altered. And months passed before her sight was completely restored. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming. Sweet, naive Batier seriously thought her friend had given her the poison by accident. Twice. It, right. In the, in a, yeah. yeah. With a that's, that's awesome. Um, I wouldn't go with sweet and naive. I would go with... Stupid. Freaking retarded as fuck. Yeah. It wasn't until much later she realized how close to death she really was. This is believed to be Marie's first attempt at murder. She appeared to have no motive in killing her friend, for she had nothing to gain, except for sympathy for her friend dying. Well, exactly. And I'll tell you something, man. Like, I trust y'all a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. However, let's say you, Miss Laura, gave me a glass of water and said, hey, don't drink the regular water. This one's sweeter and it's better for you. Okay, cool. And I drink it and I get violently ill. Now, whether you poison me or not. I'm not gonna. I, I'm You're gonna probably be, not I'm, gonna take another glass of yeah, water from me. I'm gonna me. have questions. You have to say, "Hey, <laughs> take this water. It's not regular water." I'm gonna say, "No, nah, you know what? Um, I don't think so." There, sugar tits. Uh, last time you gave me water, I got sick as fuck. Yeah. So, no. No. Not gonna happen. You have to say no. Yeah. yeah. Much less this lady here. I just met this lady, and she's giving me weird water, and it fucked me up. But <laughs> hey, let's do this again because that's a great idea. Because I just like her so much. She's my friend. She's my friend. I mean, she must have done it by accident. Yes. With Belladonna. Twice. Twice. In water. <laughs> With a wine chaser. With a wine chaser. That was, that, that was it, the wine. It was a water as wine. In 1866, a private hospital was founded by Mrs. Uh, Sean. John. Would be John then. Yeah. Yeah. Dove and two friends. To get a better understanding on 
what all would be involved in this undertaking. They visited Dr. Raymond's nursing school in Lausanne. This happened to occur during Marie's brief stint attending the school, and they had the misfortune to meet her. After learning the hospital was soon going to be ready to open, Marie applied as a nurse. All indications are this was more of an assisted living facility run on the family estate than an actual hospital. Which would be the perfect hunting grounds for this twat. Yes. I'm sorry, for the, for the new love of my life. <laughs> fucking... What is it, Scott? Which one is it? <laughs> I, it's both. because Yes. Here's what I love about her, okay? While she's crazy, and you know the sex is going to be fucking bomb because the crazies always have the most bomb sex. That's not true. Oh, it is. No. Oh, yeah. I love the fact, though, that I might not wake up the next morning. Like, I could die. You I love the risk up. factor. Oh, fuck yeah. And, you know, and when you wake up the next morning, am I, am I, I'm alive. Oh, my God, I'm headed another day. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> hey, you want to have sex? You do. <laughs> Let's get busy. And then you go to sleep that next night and you go, okay, I might not live. Bye-bye. Love you. And then you wake up. Holy fuck, I'm awake again. And then you wake up one morning and they're standing over you with a butcher's knife. You go, woo, that was a close one. Every time slow. you fuck, it's like the last time, so it's it's exhilarating. Uh, oh hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man! I don't skydive. I fucking date crazy ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the thought of me almost dying every day. Maybe I have I have some questions about you. Um, <laughs> she said she would work for room and board and the ability to utilize the laundry facilities. No pay needed. You're hired. What could go wrong? Yeah. I mean, hell, you get what you pay for, but right. She just, <laughs> She just wanted to do it for the sheer joy of the job. Marie moved into the home. In addition to the staff, Jean, her husband, and their young daughter, Jenny Julie, <laughs> resided wow. in the home. That is a porn star name, I swear to God. Yes. Now introducing Jenny Julie. Jenny Julie, yeah. Where did I leave off? Dovey's also had an older son named Emil, who may or may not have been living on its own by this time. It's unclear. Was he tasty? Emil Schofhausen. <laughs> he was a small boy, so therefore they called him a snack. Yes. Once there, Marie quickly took over. Within days, she had driven a wedge between... Oh, God, Scott. It's Sean, but with a J, so it's it's John, but it doesn't look like that every time I look at it. It's John. And her friends. Resulting in the latter washing their hands of the whole thing. I said, fuck it, I'm not even dealing with this anymore. I am done with you. Yeah. Wash, wash. <laughs> in September of 1867, Mrs... Delise Janad became a patient of the facility. After being there for a month, Marie told (laughs) Delise's brother his sister would probably have congestion of the brain. I just know this, you know, just by looking at her. (laughs) Three days later, Delise was experiencing bouts of vomiting delirium and her pupils were dilated. She died two days later. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting my crystal ball. Oh, crystal ball! What happened to Delete? I see Belladonna boys. Yeah, again. That's a, that can't be. Yeah. <laughs> there were two other victims. One was named Han. Solo. And, yes, and the other is not named. 
Yeah, the other one was uh, probably Han Jr. Solo. Chewy. Chewy. But both died by the same means. Ben Solo. Ben Solo, yes. Yes. So I was trying to think of it, but my brain shifted. Yes. Oh, I love Kylo Ren. <coughs> um, so that's that's another podcast. Pulled out his great big lightsaber of love. That was, was bad. Like, I can't love you anymore. <laughs> that's going to hurt. Um, both died by the same means as Delise. Everybody here dies by Belladonna poisoning. Let's just say that. Yeah, I kind of figured that. I see yeah. a pattern. One day, according to Mr. Dove, his wife heard their daughter crying from another room. When she entered, she found Marie whipping her daughter, and Julie begged her mother not to ever let the nurse come near her again. Would you think? <laughs> Unfortunately, her mother was so far under Marie's influence, this did not sway her confidence in her actions or motives. What? You're beating the shit out of my kid. You must know what you're doing. Okay, now here's the deal. Like, my son Jake is a little dickhead. However, even at 19, if I come in and somebody's whipping him... That's the end of you. They might not make it out of this place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing some kicking ass. Yeah. Because you don't, you don't fucking you don't be put up on a kid. That's a whole different... Okay, if, if, if Squatch was whipping him, I would video that going, I'm sure he has it coming because of his mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's their thing. I, that's what I keep telling him. You know, fucking tell Squatch, you know, take one for the team. <laughs> 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 As Laura's over there ready to vomit. Yummy. It's awesome. Mm. Marie took little Julie, <laughs> whose health was naturally delicate, to a doctor in Lausanne. No sources say in what way her health was compromised, except for she got beat. Yeah, that's day number one. When they got back, Marie gave her a bonbon. <laughs> it says, oh, oh shit. shit. There we go. <laughs> Poor girl immediately fell ill and was confined to bed, a bed she never rose from again. The doctor thought she had meningitis. Marie also gave one of her extra special bonbons to Dose. <laughs> she poisoned a cocoa or coffee, depending on the source, which she gave to a meal. She's like, I'm going to just, everybody's gone. Gee, many Christmas, little fucking psycho Sally here. She just gets sexier and sexier. God damn. Luckily for him, he left the home and nothing further happened to him. Julie died on December 27th, 1865, and her mother followed her a month later. That's a horrible, uh, you know, Christmas gift. Let's say good job for ruining Christmas for everyone. Great. You ruined Christmas, Marie. Good job. Great job. Dick. (laughs) Before Dosé's death, Marie had been witnessed predicting her death. She does have a crystal ball. Days beforehand and saying no consultation would be of any use for her. (laughs) People were like, okay. And she's arrogant, too. Yes. This is just perfect. (laughs) When you wish upon a star... Since Dosé had been in good health before suddenly falling ill and dying, this eventually raised suspicions, but not soon enough. After all, five people had died within three months. Later, when Julie and Dosé's bodies were exhumed... You mean Delise? Del- oh, Delise. God, fucking A. It's because I can't yeah, I know. continuously scroll up. 
these I people. Back. I got you back, sweetheart. I got I you back. I feel like an idiot today. Uh, Julie's body was too badly decomposed for an autopsy, but her mother's showed copper antimony? Antimony, yeah. And a whole lot of morphine. Well, at least, well, at least she, she went, went out. With out a smile. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she was pretty happy. She said, I know I'm dying, but I don't fucking care. Yeah. With the owner and founder now dead, Marie had effectively murdered her way out of a job and was now effectively homeless. I bet she thought that she would then be the acting. God damn. Like, I've, oh, I'm just going to be a doctor now. I've I'm going to take jobs, over. But I've never killed them that bad. <laughs> She was unemployed for about six weeks, during which time she feigned being ill and was admitted into a health facility. Either go to the hospital or go to jail. She had money, though. That's what I'm... that's what I'm not getting. She had almost a million dollars in pain's money. Almost. You know, I mean, pretty sure she could have just set herself up and gone, you know what, I can just fucking live and poison my neighbors with Belladonna cookies and bonbons Mm -hmm. and... And enemas, water, and water, and <laughs> wine. And I'm a nurse. Let me put this up your butt. Trust me. Yeah, trust me. I'm a nurse. You'll feel way better. Yeah. Of course, she got better where her patients didn't. As she rec- recovered, she looked for work. During a visit with a friend, they went to a hydropathic establishment run by Doctor Paul Vida and his wife. Is that like, ta-da! Ta-da! I'm Dr. Dr. Veda. You're better. (laughs) Ta-da! During the course of conversation with Mrs. Veda and Marie, the tragedy of the Dovet household... Dovet? Dovet household. A duvet. A duvet cover, yeah. um, Was discussed. As was Marie's need for employment. Mrs. Veda knew of a patient who needed a nurse and told Marie she would get back to her. She wrote to the acquaintance, Dr. Beneff, asking about Marie's character. Dr. Beneff had been the doctor attending the Dove family. In his responding letter, he told her, don't have anything to do with her. All of her patients die. It's pretty on the nose. Pretty on the nose. Let me right just there. be completely honest with you. Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent factual because literally all of her everybody patients, dies. Like she's got a one hundred percent success rate yeah. in death. I mean, that's <laughs> that's better than than anybody I've ever. That's better than fucking a serial killer, right? <laughs> that's some good good odds right there. That's a that's a new movie I think on Netflix that I keep meaning to watch. Everybody dies in the end. Oh, sweet. I'm like, everybody dies in this story in the end. I saw one movie that was pretty good um, called uh, John Dies at the End. I haven't seen that one. It's actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. I need to watch that. Uh, Marie was hired to care for Mrs. Neamore, which looks nothing like it's spelled. I know. Who had inflammation in her lungs. She died about three weeks after Marie took over her care. Next, she was hired to attend Mrs. Bolcott, who lived near Geneva. Marie brought along her basket of medicines, poisons. When any servant inquired about them, she responded with either, If Madam has any need of drugs, I have some here in my basket. Or that they were for my eyes and 
of my spine where I've been burning the shit out of myself. Within three days of her arrival... Don't kink shame, remember? You don't kink shame. You're right. (laughs) You're very right. You're right. I seriously think that is her... Like, it's not just being hypochondriac. I think that's her kink. Yeah. Like, she's not getting her cat stabbed, but I think that she kind of gets off on... on I agree. I totally agree. But hey, man, I'm... No shame in your game, man. If, if that's just, your deal, just fucking go for it. Do it consensually. Stop killing people. Yeah, stop killing people while while trying to get your spine burned and <laughs> shit. That's not right. Y'all need Jesus or something. Buddha or somebody. Right. Um, And, of course, within three days of her arrival, Bullcott became violently ill. She recovered, but Marie was fired. More than one person had voiced suspicions. On the road again. I just can't wait to kill on the road again. <laughs> I've got a bunch of poisons in my baskets for my friends. Yeah. And I can't wait to kill on the road again. <sighs> that's one that's of the benefits good. of working with a song. Yes. This shit just fucking <laughs> comes. I, it's the first time I've heard that shit too. So there you go. <laughs> During the brief time between Neamore's death and her employment with Bullcott, Marie rented a room from Mr. Jacques Gruz. These French names. It looks like Grosses. Yeah. Boarding house. At the boarding house. <laughs> we are drinking the wine and the champagne. <laughs> she once again rented a room from Jacques after losing her job. Within a few days, another renter, Mrs. Julie Bolvier, became sick and died. Before she died, two doctors called in were called in to examine her. Doctors Lombard and hmm, that looks like Godet. A gr- day? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not a day at all, is that? <laughs> My mom worked with this guy who she couldn't figure out what he was talking about because he kept talking about a a bidet. (laughs) And she works at the VA. So then everybody started calling him the bidet cadet. That's awesome. (laughs) It it suited him. He was an asshole. You ever get the pressure too high on one of the motherfuckers? (laughs) I can tell you about the first time my nephew... My brother and sister-in-law have the uh, a bidet attachment, and he Archer knows what it's for, and he was super excited. He was on his, you know, like he's potty training and all that, and he, he we got him out of the bathtub, and he's like running around, and then it's like, oh no, I got a shit, and so we rush him into the bathroom, and we're all excited because he went in the potty, and then he like points at the bidet, like, okay, I know this is what we do now. <laughs> And I was like, "You want me to turn it on? You want?" It? And and all of a sudden, he was like, "Whoa!" Like, because <laughs> it hit him, and then looked at me like, "Okay, do it again." No, that happened to me my first time in Europe. Because every dude, you gotta try this. You gotta try this. And I was half drunk. I said, "All right, let me fucking try this." And I uh, think that I hit it too hard, or turned it on too high, or the pressure was too high because it cleaned my tonsils. You gotta be careful with that. It was. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. It, like I, I will admit, I've never felt cleaner in my life since then. I'm all about the bidet attachment. There's. I think I just lost my virginity. 
<laughs> no, that, that, that's true. You ever use one of those motherfuckers? I Jesus love them. Christ. I'm terrified of them now because there was things that happened to my back door the first time I used that that shouldn't have happened because it wasn't consensual. I didn't consent to that. There was no consent. You did. You sat down and you no. turned it on. No, no. I thought I had an agreement. I thought I had an agreement with the bidet. Like, hey, you're just going to wash me up, right? And the bidet's up. Of course, it said, man. Yeah. I'm That's just gonna, exactly what I'm it did. I'm just going to gently like tickle your butthole and everything's going to be clean. All right. Hey, I'm cool with that. And then I hit that motherfucker, and I about launched myself into space and uh, and really questioned my sexuality a lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> it's like, um, this is who I am now. I'm going to change my name to Fifi Fonda Flower and uh, <laughs> start wearing fucking tutus. Oh. Okay. That is true. That is true. We can get into the Southern gays. They are wonderful. <laughs> There's the one you follow on TikTok who's so funny. Oh, probably the same he one that I do. hilarious. The one lives in Louisiana? I think. That's a teacher? He's a teacher, yes. I yeah. love him. He's yeah, fantastic. And music. And music. He yes. is fucking. Um, He's hilarious. His name is Greg. Yeah. Because he always says, but I got Greg. <laughs> yes, yes. He's funny. I love. Did you see his episode where him and his boyfriend went to the amusement park? Uh, up, it was crazy. That's right. The discount store. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that guy, man. He like, is hilarious. Just, I love it when he talks about his students. Yes. Gee, many Christmas. I did... I have to finish this. I have three more pages. Stop. <laughs> Stop it, silly. Went from bidets in my butthole to talking about gay men in Louisiana. That's not right. That's right. So, there's need religion or something. Where <laughs> was I? That's what started this whole problem was religion. Um, I'll st- I won't even make a joke. <laughs> so the doctors decided that, that this woman had congestion of the brain, which was a widely used term to describe either blood clots or fluid uh, on or swelling of the brain. Or being retarded. Yes. Or being a dumbass. Among ass. countless other or- things. <laughs> Needing to, or being dehydrated. Right. Or needing to go for a walk, or needing new shoes. It's pretty well a blanket term. <laughs> I had congestion of the brain. <laughs> Julie died on May 22nd of 1868. Her father, who had been nursing her during this time, was also stricken and died. Damn, I imagine so. His nipples must have been fucking raw. <laughs> Atropine, morphine, and antimony were found in their systems. Mrs. Would you say that was a hard or a soft G? Legere or lingerie? Or lingerie? <laughs> really? What do you want to question? <laughs> I would say legere. Okay. A relative of this person that I can't remember how to pronounce again. Bovier. Thank you. And her father visited them while they were ill. After drinking a glass of sweet water <laughs> given to her by Marie, she got sick and had to be taken home in a cab. You know, they should have just had, they should have had a blanket, like, flyer campaign where they go, have you seen this bitch? Don't drink anything. Do not you. drink anything and don't eat any sweets don't that she Don't eat any sweets because she likes belladonna kind of a lot. A lot. Uh, the doctor who was called in to examine her recognized the signs of belladonna poisoning. There's a fucking shocker right there. But thought it was through accidental exposure 
It's like secondhand belladonna poisoning. This chick has to be the luckiest woman on the planet, if you think about it. Because everybody else from the 1700s on through to today, by the second, third time this shit happens. That's what I'm thinking. No one has, she's not been arrested not one time. Yeah, like even in the 1700s, the second or third time, they usually start to, and law enforcement was suspecting that she was a killer, and they started surrounding her and watching her. This chick here, it's like, um, it's weird. Everybody thought that it was second. It, it's probably, it's probably it looks like fucking Dawn. They're like, ah, oh, she kills people. <laughs> but, you know, oh, it's just weird. Everybody seems to be dying all around her for Belladonna poisoning. We don't know how well, the fuck that shit's Even happening. the doctor's like, uh, don't hire her. She kills everybody. Everybody that she takes care of dies. Right, and yet law enforcement is sitting there going, nah, nah, she's fine. Oh my God, it is Dawn. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. I'm going to send her a message. She just sent me a message right now. I'm going to send her one back. Quit poisoning people, you Belladonna psycho. We know it's you. <laughs> God. Um, so, of course, this this woman recovered because she didn't stay with Marie. So, two weeks later, Jacques became very sick as well. A few days before this, Marie had told one of his family members, I'm sure he's going to have the same attack. As Mrs. Uh, Scott, I need you for that. Um, uh, where the fuck are we? I'm looking hard. You miss. We're talking about Bellevier? Yes, thank you. He died a few days later. <laughs> a later autopsy would discover atropine and morphine in both of their systems. Antimony was also found in in his organs. Wow. They're... Ooh. They're... Uh, Autopsies were pretty good then too, so I don't understand how she's not getting right. How she's not getting popped for this through shit? That yeah. Because okay, here's the thing: even without the use of computers or DNA or um, Switzerland's not very big. That's true. Like yeah, you can literally ride across Switzerland on a bicycle in under a day. It's like four hours or some shit like that, or six hours. It's not very far. So, you're talking right around Geneva. You're killing people like a bomb went off. You're leaving this this, this trail of bodies and nobody's, nobody's pointing finger. Yeah. Except for a few doctors going, hey, look, all of our patients died. Just don't hire her. But the law enforcement's looking around going, fuck it. I don't even think law enforcement was called. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> so... Although the net of suspicion was closing in, Marie moved to another boarding house. Panum Dea Sarsense. Sarsense. Pension means boarding house. Ah, Panum in, in, means boarding house in Swiss. In June, another boarder misses these people don't need names, struck up a friendly acquaintance and was promptly poisoned by a glass of lemonade. I'm in shock. The woman immediately went to the hospital and thus <laughs> survived. Dr. Rapil recognized the symptoms of poisoning and had heard of Marie's track record of death. <laughs> he contacted the procurer general, who would have been like the prosecutor general, with his suspicions and a sketch of her career. Two other non-fatal poisonings occurred before her arrest. Finally, she gets arrested. The authorities were alerted and Marie was arrested. Upon her arrest, 
Dr. Baldon, the prison doctor, examined Marie and noted no abnormal symptoms except dilated pupils, which disappeared with time. It is estimated that she poisoned around 30 people throughout Switzerland. Many refused to testify as they believed their family members were not the victims of foul play and therefore the bodies were not exhumed. How do you not... Okay. They need a support group. (laughs) No shit. That's anonymous. Some of the poisonings did not fall under the jurisdiction of Geneva. Authorities were only able to charge her with six counts of murder and 11 counts of poisoning. A report two months later conducted by Dr. Baldan and two other doctors noted the manifestation of many symptoms Marie claimed to be experiencing. Anxiety attacks, vomiting, menstrual disorders, and trouble with her vision, digestion, and sensation. In general, the report concluded she was hysterical, but sane. It is believed that a critical turning point was Marie's failed near marriage. After this, she believed everyone was after her money. So now I just got to kill everyone. She yeah, grew bitter you know, about others. Buying that bullshit. She grew bitter about others' perceived happiness. Bitterness turned into hatred. Marie stated that she took pleasure in placing obstacles wherever it was possible in the way of peace and happiness of her associates. What a bitch. God damn. She is just a peach. Yeah. Dr. DeLay testified at Marie's trial and described her as unbalanced, ill, and hysterical, untruthful, perverse, and malicious. And if someone had, people had listened to him earlier, there wouldn't be so many dead bodies. He also testified Marie knew her complaints were a work of fiction, but still demanded the most painful treatment possible. It was his opinion that Marie was addicted to atropine. Stating, we can recognize as a symptom of intoxication a retention of the urine which occurred during that time, a fact perhaps sufficient to have kept the accused in a state of overexcitement similar to that of eaters of opium and hashish. Mm. So she was high. She was just high the whole time. And I bet that was her. I wasn't going to kill my patients. But but then then I I got got high. high. (laughs) I wasn't going to give him belladonna, but then I got high. I had a failed almost uh. marriage, and I know why. <laughs> because I got high. Because I got high. You're because on I today. You're good today. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Goldette agreed with Dr. DeLay's testimony, stating Marie preferred medical treatments, which provided pain versus remedies. However, he disagreed that she was completely hysterical and did not believe her anxiety attacks were faked. During the trial, Marie was calmly uh, admitted, she calmly admitted to administering atropine and morphine to her six murder victims (coughs) and three others. She's given that morphine away like crazy. No kidding. And here I am all wanting some good drugs and she's hogging it all. What a a twat. Marie, I don't love you anymore be hogging all the morphine and shit you just have to try and marry her scott and then she'll i know she'll give you what you want <laughs> yes she will come here hot mama mm-hmm. god damn and then you die it's worth it yeah however she testified it was done with the best of intentions 
to calm her patients, enabling them to rest after having adverse reactions to the doctor's medications. She stated, I was in the wrong. I forgot myself. I tried to give remedies that were not in the doctor's prescription, and that's my fault. And she, quote, had always believed that remedies that she gave ought to do good to calm the patient. Wow, that's a little, a little bullshit. Too much. That's that's everything yeah. she said right there is bullshit. Like seriously, every, every last thing. Yeah, yeah. God damn. You know, here's my thing. Here's my here's my thing, Marie. Look here, sugar tits. <laughs> if you're gonna weave a web of bullshit, think it through, make it believable. Because everything you said there is wrong. Like everything. The court decided that although Marie was clearly mentally defective possessed low morality and capacity it wasn't enough to declare her insane she was convicted of all counts and sentenced to 20 years hard labor which doesn't seem like a lot but then was a lot like no, she probably can, wouldn't live through but that how can they make her labor hard i mean she didn't even she was a virgin i mean how she, you know, <laughs> I'm just, i don't understand how that works i'm confused <laughs> what the hell's wrong with me god damn it 30 counts would have been technically punished by death at the time, but less than an eighth of the time was carried out. Receiving a less receiving less than a death sentence for a murder charge was not unique either. Marie died in prison in 1884 at the age of 48. Dude, she's the same age as I am now. But that was like old then, well, like if you think true. about I'm, it. Like I'm that was much now. older. It was much older than it is now when people didn't live as long. So, you know, I'm sorry oh to everyone God. in this story that I butchered your names. <coughs> That's okay. They're all dead. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we're dead. We don't give a shit. All right, boys and girls. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. This show is copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. I'm going to go get myself some opium, put my nipple tassels on, and uh, it's all butt love from here on out. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>